Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Focus for Thursday, February the 23rd, 2023, at 9.57 a.m. Central Time. Today's Focus, Solomon said what? Today's Focus, Solomon said what? You got to be kidding me. There's no way Solomon said that. You know, Solomon, that's Solomon. There's no way he could have said those words. You're kidding me, right? Because there's no way Solomon would be the one who would say that, right? I mean, come on. Solomon said what? Now, the reason we're going to be talking about Solomon is because of a recent controversy that started spreading across the internet a little bit. There was an audio call, video clip that went viral of a pastor preaching and making a reference to Solomon, to the words of Solomon in Proverbs chapter 5, 6, and 7. He, he made some references to some things that Solomon said in those three chapters. And I guess because it's a clip, we don't have the full context of these pastor's words, but this pastor was making a reference again to the words of Solomon in Proverbs chapter 5, 6, and 7. And in the midst of this, he told a story, a personal story, where his wife was out of town and he was with a friend and they went to like a restaurant. I don't know. I don't know exactly the kind of the setup, but they're sitting there. And this woman approached him and basically said, hey, let's be together physically and he's, he's like, I'm married. And she looked around and was like, uh, yeah, but is she here? And then he was like, look, I'm married. And so he was telling the story like, hey, there was this great temptation. I resisted the temptation. But in describing the situation, he described the woman in terms like, Physically, she was amazing, most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Everything was in the right place. That's the way he described the woman. So everyone, of course, on the internet loses their minds and they're yelling and screaming like, wait a minute, that is so horrible that he would describe this woman this way because his wife is sitting right there in that church hearing him describe this other woman in terms that are lustful. In terms of, of, you know, he's describing this woman like, you know, physically appealing, and this is embarrassing to his wife. How dare he do this? And so everyone is debating, well, should he have described this woman that way, or should he have just told the story? Should he, should he have even told the story in any way, shape, or form? How should he have approached this? And everyone has an opinion. I find, I find it somewhat humorous, because on one hand, he's like, look, I was tempted and I did not do this almost like, look at me, I didn't commit adultery. Look at me, I did not sleep with this woman. But I think in the way he described the woman, there's a high probability he committed adultery in his mind. There's a high probability, which then do you pat yourself on the back because you didn't do like, how does that work? Because of course, Jesus says, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart. So does does that do, how do how do you look at that? So everyone has an opinion about this this clip, and I guess the clip went viral. It's it's really edited. It's it's choppy the way that the video clip is. We're not going to listen to it because it's not really what I want to focus on. Everyone has their opinion. 
You know, why did he describe the woman this way? Would that be embarrassing to the wife? Is he bragging about the fact that he didn't sin? And is that is that a smart thing to do? Because we always know today's victory is tomorrow's defeat. But okay, so there's 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 everyone can have an opinion about that. But I while I was watching and reading and watching all of the controversy. I kind of had a laugh to me. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm sorry. I had to laugh. I just, I laughed to myself, with myself. I laughed at myself because I was laughing. The bottom line is I was laughing. And you may not think it's funny, but I think it's a little bit funny because everyone is having this like back and forth on social media in regards to these the words of this pastor. And to me, what I think everyone should be shocked by, what everyone should be debating, what everyone should be struggling with is not the words of the pastor, but the words of Solomon. Because I think everyone should read what Solomon had to say in Proverbs chapter 5, 6, and 7 and say, Solomon said, what? L- let me give you an example. Are you ready? Here we go. Proverbs chapter 5. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. Right? So he wants, he wants, now some, there's always a debate when he says my son, he's referring to his actual son, or is it just kind of a generic referring to, to those like, like, in a sense, he's the, the father giving wisdom to anyone who may need it. There's lots of ways we could discuss it, but he's like, okay, listen, listen carefully that you may regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge for the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb and her mouth is smoother than oil. Okay, now listen up, listen up. There's this woman out there. She's the strange woman and her uh, and her, for, for, for the lips of a strange woman, here's a strange woman, her lips drop as a honeycomb and her mouth is smoother than oil. Okay, be, be, be on the lookout. There's this type of woman out there that could get you in a lot of trouble. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharper as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. Hey, you need to be very careful. There's this woman out there and there there may be all this wonderful stuff, but she's going to lead you straight to hell. All right, continue reading. Verse six, lest thou shouldest ponder the path of her life, her ways are movable that thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh to the door of her house, lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. So in other words, don't follow her, don't go, you're going to be destroyed, you're going to be taken down, don't, don't be tempted by her, don't be deceived by her, stay away from her, all right? That, that sounds pretty good. Uh, then we could just jump over. There, there's far more here in this chapter, but let's just jump over to, let's jump over to chapter seven. We'll go to chapter seven. 
All right, we'll just jump to chapter 7. We could look at chapter 6. Um, if you look here, um, see, if you look at to chapter 6, verse 24, just to kind of give you an idea of all these chapters, to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. All right, so, hey, don't, don't fall for this. She will destroy you. She will destroy you. Don't follow. All right, now Solomon's giving these strong words. And then in chapter seven, once again, to continue the idea, he, he repeats this in chapter five and chapter six and chapter seven, chapter seven, verse six. Here we go. For at the, uh, for at the window of my house, I look through my casement and behold, simple ones, I discern, and behold, among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. So he's like, I'm looking out my window. Here's all of these simple ones. And then among, and then with among these simple ones were these youths. And among these youths was a young man who was completely void of understanding. He had no understanding. Passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house. So he's going, and here's this, this strange woman, this strange woman who flattereth with her words, this strange woman whose, whose lips are like the honeycomb, smoother than oil, this strange woman who has this power and beauty and, and, and strength to tempt you. Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not paying any attention. And he passes near the corner of her house. And the twilight in the evening in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with an, the attire of an harlot and subtle of heart. All right, so there's this woman. She's dressed in a provocative way. She's subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without now in the streets and lieth in wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. Therefore come I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh. Um, come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace, our, solace ourselves with loves. All right. So once again, there's this, this strange woman who's tempting, saying all the right words. She's every, as that pastor said, everything is in the right place. She's beautiful. She's powerful. She's all of this. Now, again, everyone was focusing on that pastor's illustration, but I don't even care about the pastor's illustration. What I was confused by and, and somewhat laughing at is that no one seemed shocked. No one seemed bothered. No one seemed even the least bit upset about the words of Solomon. Now, there's a couple of things about the words of Solomon that we could possibly talk about. One, all the emphasis is on the woman. 
right? All the emphasis is on the one. It's like the man is viewed almost like just dumb and stupid and just kind of, he, he's naive. He doesn't catch on. But the woman is subtle and manipulative and powerful and clever and just brings the man right along. And the man's almost viewed as almost helpless. And he, he has to be warned like, hey, 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 you got to wake up. That woman's out there to get you. It's like, it's the woman who is the pursuer. It's the woman who's the hunter. And it's the man who's just the, the, the foolish animal who gets caught in her trap. So some people would be like, that's, that, that's kind of weird that the emphasis is on the woman. I, I think everyone could at least discuss that, right? But here's the thing. Those chapters, Proverbs 5, Proverbs 6, Proverbs 7, they're written by Solomon. Solomon is the one saying those words. He's the one writing those words. You say, so what? Solomon, reading from 1 Kings chapter 11, speaking of this Solomon, He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. 700 wives and 300 concubines. Now, most would say Solomon wrote Proverbs somewhere probably in middle age, right? There, there, there's always this like, he wrote this one when we, he was young, this one when he was in middle age, and then this when he was uh, older. So most, most put uh, Proverbs somewhere in middle age. Well, if he's middle age writing this, then come on. Obviously, he did not get 700 wives and 300 concubines when he was old. He would have been, this would have been right in the middle of him having all of these wives and having all of these concubines. Now, is that not like, you, don't you laugh? Like the one saying, hey, 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 don't, don't go after her. Be careful of her. Well, avoid her. She's going to take you down to hell. Don't do this. Don't do that. Stay away from this. Stay away from that. He's going home to 700 wives and 300 concubines. I mean, don't, I mean, I, don't you have to laugh a little bit? I mean, doesn't, doesn't that kind of like just make you go, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How does that work? Now, in any other situation (laughs) where someone had 700 wives and 300 concubines, nobody would be like, listen to him. Listen to him about staying away from the strange woman. He knows what he's talking. He's got all the strange women he can count. He's got a thousand women. A thousand, not one, not two, not one thousand, seven hundred wives, three hundred concubines. How does you? Uh, is it not absolutely like it on from the surface, from the just the outward appearance? Doesn't it seem almost absurd to you? At least it does to me. I like. I have to laugh. Everyone's yelling and screaming about this pastor who described the situation where he did not cheat, but he. 
described the woman in such a way that may have clearly implied that he cheated a lot in his mind. At least it possibly implies that. And yes, you could say maybe he shouldn't have described that in a sermon because that's kind of embarrassing and humiliating to his wife. I can definitely understand that. At the same time, you could say, well, he's being honest and something. So everyone can debate that. But what I find humorous is everyone's debating that and nobody's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, Solomon said what in Proverbs 5? Let me read that again. Wait, Solomon said what in Proverbs chapter 6? Wait a minute. Solomon said what in Proverbs chapter 7? Wait, Solomon wrote those chapters? While he had 700 wives and 300 concubines? Like, how do you, how do you process that? Like, well, how do you handle that? Like, for, for yourself, like, how do you process that in your own mind? I mean, come on. Well, you have to do something with it. I think most Christians just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Like, I, it, it doesn't. Well, I, I, typically what I get, well, that was the Old Testament. So times, the, t- the day, the times were different then. Well, well, wait a minute. I still think there were some pretty specific commands on what you could and couldn't do, Right. Wasn't there specific commands about what you could and couldn't do? Isn't Solomon himself giving you what you can and cannot do, right? I mean, even if you say the times were different, isn't he contradicting his own words? Now, do you find that disturbing? Do you find it hypocritical? Or do you find some strange comfort in it? I I think to me, now I've struggled with this all uh, for a a good portion of my Christian life because I I can't remember. It was very early on. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You want me, (laughs) you're telling me a proverb a day keeps the devil away, but the person who wrote Proverbs I don't know. I think he was guilty of a lot of sins, right? Am, am I the only one, right? I mean, polygamy, I, check. Adultery, check, 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 check. Like, I don't even know how many checks. At least 300 checks, right? At least 300, right? 300 checks, at least. Agreed? Okay. Oh, idolatry, check, right? I mean, like those, those are just the, like, just getting started. So like, I was always like, wait a minute. So I'm supposed to, you know, the Proverbs are going to give me this great wisdom to keep me from all kinds of trouble. But the one who wrote it literally <laughs> did everything opposite to what was written in Proverbs. So I've always struggled with that a little bit. So I would tell myself, well, it's written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, all scripture is inspired by God. So it's really God's words. I believe that, but then you would be like, well, why would God choose a Solomon to write the proverb? Why would he choose this man to write these proverbs when Solomon himself was living in a way so contradictory to the very wisdom he put forth? Right? I mean, I mean, there had to be someone else out there that God could have inspired to write the proverbs. Right? I mean, it had, had to be, and there was like, Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. Well, I mean, that, congratulations. <laughs> that wisdom did wonders for him. Let me tell you, right? That wisdom did absolute wonders for him. 
I mean, it, 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 the, the wisest man in the world made some of the most foolish decisions in history, right? I mean, could you not say that? So, so I, so I've tried to process it. Well, it's inspired. Okay. I tried to figure out why it would be Solomon, but then I thought, you know what? Maybe it should have been Solomon. Maybe it should have been Solomon. And maybe it should be David writing the Psalms. Maybe it should be Moses who killed someone. Maybe writing, uh, you know, Exodus or Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. I know some would argue against Mosaic authorship, but you get the idea. Maybe it should be Peter, the one who denied Jesus three times. Maybe, maybe so much of the scripture should be written by very fallible, sinful men. Because I think what we see here, and and, and maybe maybe you find comfort in this, maybe you don't, don't. That I don't care if you're the one writing scripture. I don't care if you're the one reading scripture. I don't care if you're the one studying scripture or if you're the one teaching scripture. I don't care if you're the one preaching it. I don't care if you're the one trying to memorize it. Here's the reality of everyone involved with the scriptures is that we all, all of us fall short constantly of the very scriptures we are grappling with and struggling with. No matter how much I preach it, I fall short of it. Now, that doesn't excuse it. I'm not excusing Solomon. I'm not excusing me. I'm not excusing David. I'm not excusing anybody. I'm saying that that's just a harsh reality. Hey, read the Proverbs. Solomon will tell you how to handle the strange woman. Men, you need to read Proverbs 5, 6, and 7 so you can avoid her. You won't walk by the corner of her house. You won't be seduced by her words. You won't end up in her bed and all the things that I've heard in sermons, right? And all of those things are true because it's right there in Proverbs and it gives us. But at the same time, you have to at least kind of stop and go, but the person who wrote it. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, hey, guys. You don't go after the strange woman. Okay. Uh, hey, yeah, but I got a question. I'm sorry. I got to go. Well, where do you got to go? Well, uh, you know, concubine number 200 uh, wants me to come home now. Yeah, but but I got questions about the strange woman. Listen, concubine 200 needs my attention. I've got to go. But, but Solomon, I got some questions here about avoiding the strange woman. Look, guys, I'm telling you, I got to go home. Okay. I got, I got, I got a lot to take care of there. Like, like how did, it's so absurd. Like on, on the surface level, it's so absurd that it's hard to process. But I, I just find it funny that there is a controversy about a pastor, Proverbs 5, 6, and 7, because he said things this way or that way. And, and, I, and I do understand why people would have strong opinions. I would, right? Because from a woman's perspective, you're like, how dare he describes this woman in this restaurant this way? What a jerk. And I can understand that. From a man's perspective, I'm looking at it going, dude, you may not have slept with her, but the way you're describing her tells me you slept with her about 50 different ways that you can imagine in your mind, because that's what it, it, because the way you're describing her, clearly your mind was going somewhere. So everyone has these opinions, but to me, when it was all, when everyone's going back and forth, everyone's, you know, arguing, I just like, nobody, nobody's going to bring up Solomon. No one's going to bring up Solomon here. Nobody's going to be like, well, you know, if you really think about it, this pastor is not the issue. Proverbs 5, 6, and 7 is the issue because Solomon said, what? 
Solomon, probably middle-aged. That's where most believe he wrote Proverbs. Um, Because you've got Song of Solomon, you've got Ecclesiastes, and you've got some saying he wrote this one young, this one older. But Proverbs typically is considered that middle age right there, that middle age. And at middle age, clearly he would have had multiple wives and multiple concubines at this point. Or at least, in, I mean, I, I, I just probably, there's no other way to really get around that. He's telling people to avoid the strange woman. Come on, we, we, we have to, we can't ignore it, can we? We can't ignore it. We have to deal with that reality. And the one thing I guess my, my favorite part of the fact of the Bible is I know that within Christianity, we, 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 we've almost turned Christianity into moralism. So we always have this image and this picture that, you know, Christians, they're going to be perfect, perfect. Basically, we, we almost have this idea, this romanticized idea that we become Christians and we're going to be the godly, the holy, the right ones. And it's the world that's so messed up. It's the world that's so messed up. It's the world that's so messed up. They're immoral. They're ungodly. They're disgusting. They're vile. But we, we, we are the believers. And we're, but when you read the Bible, the believers, those who are followers of God, tend to be just an absolute mess morally, ethically, and every other way. Why is that? Why is that? I, I just think it's, I just, I, I don't know. You, Solomon said what? That's what I want you to focus on today. How do you process that? Does it even bother you? For some people, I don't think it even bothers them. I think every time I've ever asked this question, people are like, yeah, so what? He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. So what? It's Solomon, right? I mean, my kids need a good role model, right? I'm not going to let my kids watch the Grammys. That's a horrible role model. I'm not, I, those role models are horrible. I'm not going to let my kids watch Netflix. That's a horrible role model. I'm not going to let my kids watch HBO Max. Not all of those, Disney Plus, no, we're not going to Disney. Horrible, horrible, den of iniquity. We're going to say, I'm going to give my kids only good role models. I'm going to have them read a proverb a day because Solomon was a great role model. You know, we, 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 we condemn the world all the time. I mean, you think about it. People go nuts and condemn the world. I don't care if you go back. I don't care if you go back to Elvis. I don't care if you go to, to the 70s, to the 80s. There's always these people in the culture that Christians are like, they're ungodly and they flaunt their immorality and they're horrible and we don't need to be supporting them. And, we don't, and, and yet, hey, we're going to be studying Proverbs this year at our church. The Proverbs written by that, that really great guy, Solomon. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be studying the Psalms. Oh, written by that great guy who, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're going to be, re, we're going to be studying the old, we're going to be studying, you know, the first five books of the Pentateuch. We're going to be, the, 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 we're going to talk about mosaic authorship because Moses was a, oh yeah, Moses who killed someone. I mean, we could go on and on. Peter, uh, yeah, who denied Jesus three times. Paul, who referred to himself as the chief of sinners. But uh, but uh, yeah, I know you don't think he really committed any big sins. Of course not. I mean, I, I, the Bible is filled with fallible, broken, messy people. And that's the reality of our lives. I just find it, I just find it funny that everybody was upset with a pastor 
and and maybe rightfully so. I'm I'm not here to defend or condemn, but no, nobody seemed to be worried about Proverbs five, six, and seven written by a man telling everyone not to go after the strange woman and putting the responsibility on the women. Like the women are the bad guys in the story. The narrative is the women are the bad guys and the men are the innocent victims while he's going home to a thousand women. News, if at yahoo.com. News, if at yahoo.com. Today's focus... Solomon said, what? 